Welcome to The Spark Effect, the most famous podcast you haven't heard of. I am your host, Wendy Durrell, bringing you stories, advice, support, and the most fascinating guests on the planet. I believe it just takes a spark to change a life. Let's do this thing. Hello, everyone. How are you? We are here today for episode 18. We're almost at that 20 mark, and we're still learning as we go. In the interview that you're about to hear, I already know you're going to notice it because I just spent hours trying to fix it. <laughs> My mic was having lots of level problems. And while I was able to fix Jacob, which is the most important part of the show, his interview, my level drops out a few times and I did the best I could, but I apologize to all of you. I am, I am working on fixing this. We have to get a stand for the mic and I need to work on where I'm going to record this because it's it sound quality wise, it sounds the best when I'm sitting on the floor in our bedroom surrounded by furniture. But realistically, it's easier for me to do interviews at my desk with my notebook and, and all of my gadgets around me. So we're working out the kinks and I apologize for that. This is also the last time you're going to hear uh, a disclaimer ahead of time about adult language. I changed the advisory of the spark effect to an adult show, but for, for you guys today, this episode will have adult language. If you don't like that or if you have kids in the room, it's just a, a warning ahead of time. I was lucky enough to sit down and talk to Jacob about the craft beer industry yesterday and had just the best time. So let's get to the interview. Jacob, welcome to the Spark Effect. Hey, how's it going? It's good. I'm excited about today's episode. It's a topic that I actually don't know a lot about, so I will be learning some things. You are a craft beer veteran. What does that mean, and how long have you been one? Um, so I've been in this industry for about 10 years. I live in San Diego. I've been in this industry in 10, for 10 years. About the time in 2008 when I got into craft beer, there was only – in San Diego, there was about 20 breweries, which sounds like a lot, but right now there's 160 here now. So we're, we're pretty, pretty saturated at this point. I just really like beer a lot. Um, from the time I was about 18 years old, I started drinking like Rolling Rock, which is pretty bad. And then um, I got uh, something called Arrogant Bastard in my hands, which was like a strong ale by this brewery here in, in town called Stone Brewing Company. Um, so they made this beer and I got hooked ever since then. So I worked in the construction industry for about 10 years after that. And then uh, that whole housing bubble happened in 2007. I was literally working at a hospital on a hospital, like the actual construction site next door to Stone Brewing, the same company. And uh, I got laid off. And so I just walked next door to the chagrin of my then ex, my now ex-wife and took a job that was $11 an hour being a beer delivery driver versus, you know, a construction operator that was making a hundred grand a year. To me, it was an easy uh, turn because I hated construction and all that stuff. And, and I was passionate about beer. Uh, now, so with the, you said craft beer veteran, I've been in it. Craft beer is the, for those who don't know, is essentially the, it started off as the concept of going down to the basic formula of making beer, which is malt, hops, barley, yeast, that sort of thing. So <clears throat> it's the way of bringing it back to how it used to be before we had all this saturation of Budweiser and Coors and how they make beer and stuff like that. So it's bringing it down to the artist level. So that's, you know, it, it, 
that's craft beer. So if you're asking how, how long I've been in this industry, it's been that long. I've started at Stone and I've been doing it for 10 years since. Wow. Yeah, that, that actually, you just answered. I was going to ask you, for those that don't know, what makes it craft beer? And I was doing a little research earlier and I said uh, it has to do with how big the batch is too. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of that way. It's more more just of having a, the refined ingredients, just kind of like like when we when I worked at Stone – um, we used to, we made a, a macadamia nut coconut beer and they were literally cracking open coconuts and putting it into the, the mash, you know, oh, instead wow. of using some sort of slurry of, of gross stuff that comes in a bag, they actually made it by hand. So that's kind of what it is. It's more of that than making just, you know, just trying to make beer for the sake of making money. Essentially, it's more of artistic and you know, artisanal form of making beer. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. So you said that they had 20 back then and, and it's now, you know, over tripled. What, what is the reason for the big explosion? Um, here in San Diego, uh, on this side, they have this, these very hop heavy beers called West Coast IPAs. Um, it's just a style, mainly because our, our water's super hard. And so it makes really bitter beers. And so... That's why. Basically, the IPA blew up, and then a bunch of people that were homebrewing and stuff. If you ever heard of Ballast Point, which is like the biggest brewery right now, probably in the world, uh, they just sold for a billion dollars to Corona. But they're, um, they they started as a small homebrew mart. And so all these like now legends of the brewing industry used to go to Ballast Point's homebrew mart and just learn how to make beer. And then they just kind of all just started up making up their own breweries and stuff. Um uh, if you compound that with the fact that they train uh, apprentices under, you know, in the late '90s and early 2000s, those guys went off and started their own breweries, and so it just keeps going on and on this giant uh, web. Here in town, though, and I'm sure across the United States, we're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown. Um, there's about 10 breweries that open up every year, and there's three that close every year now. So. Um, this, the saturation effect is beginning. But, sure. Is there yeah. a big difference between all of them and how they run their business? Or are they all very similar? Uh, they're all, they all started as, so when I first started, I worked at Stone and then for five years and I worked at this place called Green Flash and they went national as well. Um, and I was doing the logistics and stuff like that for them. So a lot of the models that were, these people were doing, they were building these medium sized breweries, but now even, uh, Green Flash, they had to call him bank- bankruptcy because they, they just went too fast, too, or too far too fast. And so a lot of the breweries start av- as a, uh, they at the beginning of here in San Diego, they were doing the medium sized like distribution model. So they're like, we want to go out and throw beer as fast as possible because we want to try to make some money doing it. Well, now we're learning that that's not working so well in San Diego. So um, it's all about. I work for a brewery now called Society, and you'll never see them outside. Of, well, you might someday, but you you haven't seen them outside of, of San Diego really um, because they they decide to keep that model small because it keeps the business at a level growth and it's easy to do. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they're all different ways of doing it. I mean, Ballast Point's still pushing out a bunch of beer up to like China and everywhere else. Um, but we're not doing that where we're at, I'm working at now. So, so people like literally, if you go into these tasting rooms, it looks like inside of someone's garage. <laughs> really? So like, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's like shuffleboard tables or like arcade games and you can really just like, you can basically touch the tanks if you wanted to. That's like, nice though. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Cool. And every, everyone's dog friendly and kid friendly, so you can bring the family and all that stuff. So I love that. So, what do you wish that more people that don't know knew about craft beer in general? Um, I wish people that, uh, the, the, I mean, in my head, for, as far as I want people to be educated. So, I want people to be able to come into a place and not feel weird 
and, and, you know, that they don't understand anything. And I want people to understand that people that have been doing this for a very long time want to help educate you and make you a little bit more understanding of what you, your palate is. Because every time I, we work at these places and we work hard on our, our product, it's, it's funny when people come in and they're like, oh, I don't drink beer, I drink wine. I'm like, well, everyone has a beer, they just don't know it yet, you know? And so you got to find that, and once you dig into their palate and figure out what it is, when we got we, bingo, we hit that beer, and now I'm your best friend, and you have what you like, you know? So I love the idea that it's so welcoming and, and homey, because I've been to like, I've been to a lot of wine tastings here in New York City, and there's always this very pretentious feel and you get a little uncomfortable walking in. I imagine with beer, it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah, it's. I mean, that, that it's that way because it's a very traditional. You know, wine's very traditional. They've been doing it for a very long time. A beer's been going around for just as long. But these craft brewers are are basically trying to make you know a living off their small little investment that they have. They're they're pirates, man. They want you to be a part of this, you know. So, and that's kind of that's kind of what it is. It's more of just like a it just. Dig in. Come with us. This is weird. It's a fun adventure. Let's do this, you know? Very so, cool. So, yeah. so this industry actually led you into your own show and your own podcast. How did that come about? Um, well, that was, this is a fun story. Uh, so let's, let's back up a little bit my history. I was, I was working for a Green Flash, and I got laid off from there. And then I, and I broke up with my girlfriend, my long girlfriend, for, at the same time for a while. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to get into bartending and so I started to do that and I was bartending and um a lot and I was just it was like a lot of doubles and stuff like that and I was grinding myself into a bone also going into like a personal spiral um I was pretty I was drunk and stuff I was taking drugs I was doing all that stuff and then I met this uh, uh radio DJ here in town named Chris Cantori and he approached me and was like hey man um do you want to like do a uh, write for me because I used to write comedy and stuff back in the day and he's like, no, I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm good on writing. I'm, I'm okay right now. He's like, what about a podcast? I'm like, I've never even thought about that. And he's like, all right, cool. Show up on Monday. And so we started, we started recording and he just wanted to do a craft beer podcast. And then basically that's when it, it, for a while there, I was still kind of partying and doing all that stuff and not really paying attention to what I really wanted. You know, it was more of just like, I want to get the let out and do all this stuff. But then gradually, as I started doing the production work and all this stuff for let me drink about it it fucking, it basically made, it zeroed in on what I wanted to do. And that's, it made me, it saved my, my entire existence. Like I stopped doing all the partying. I wasn't doing that anymore. I mean, I still have to drink beer obviously, but I'm not hammered all the time like I used to be. And so after a while it became more of a formidable thing. Our show is subject based. It's not, it's the same thing as like what I just told you about how, um, like how we are inside the brewing it's it's we we don't talk about the science of beer we talk about the people that make it and why they make it and why their crazy ass decided to get into this business in the first place and uh because it's i mean it's a tough job and so that's what our show is that's how it came about and that's what it's been doing for two years now um we've been now traveling seeing some of the one of my some of my heroes uh i have a partner now named jake collins he, he's on the show as well um, and he's really good at, at keeping me level because I'm very much just like the, the brash, let me ask this question real fast thing. And, and then he's more of a like, all right, let's break down what Jake asked, you know, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, it's two Jakes. We're traveling and stuff. We just met Vinny from this place called Russian river up in North, uh, North California. He is like, like God to me hero. And to find out he loved having us there was insane. Um, and so that's how that came about since then, uh, I've been helping people try to, I've 
been trying to kind of help other people get into creative spots. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's kind of what I'm, your show is kind of about is kind mm-hmm. of inspiring people to do things, right? Yeah. So in the in the background where I kind of do that, where I'm just telling people just to like, it helped me. So just go out there and create something. I don't care what it is. Like if you have, you're into photography, if you want to make, you know, train models or something, I don't give a shit. Just do something and put a foot forward. And that's what I've pretty much learned. So, um, and since then we've also put, we started my, my favorite passion, which is true crime. So we started, uh, the dangerous game, um, got an LLC. We're starting a whole new network, uh, working on video game stuff and dork culture. I and saw I think, that you started up a, a Twitch channel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah How, I did. How's that going? It's good. Um, it's basically more for me to, to get into my hobby of, of playing video games and also keep keeping my voice going and talking all the time so that I'm always prepared to record. That's funny. So. I actually started on Twitch and then went to the podcast. And, and when I was doing gaming, it helped me yeah. keep talking. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly why I do it. Because I mean, when I'm, I'm I sit living, I live by myself in a little cottage studio here in San Diego. And uh, I, I talking to my dog is not enough to keep my voice <laughs> strained. So. <laughs> so what game are you playing now? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. I saw you had the guy on ah, there too. Yeah, he was wonderful. Rogers and you're playing, you're playing what, Grand Theft Auto right now? I am. I, I play GTA Five online most of the time now. Yeah, no, I'm still going through the, the storyline on Red Dead Redemption. It's it's a beautiful game. It's so. a stunning game. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> offline on that game. Whenever I go online, I get killed immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in through the storyline. I know, I know the spoiler at the end of this story, so I already know what's going to happen, but um, yeah, I want to, uh, I want to play as thoroughly as I could with all the hunting and all that stuff. So that's what I tell everyone is take their time with the game. Cause I knew ahead of time and I was watching my boyfriend play and he didn't know. So I was like, yeah. I was riveted to the TV. I was like watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you. So the podcast yeah. is let me drink about it. Now yeah, did, yeah. did the, cause I listened to several episodes over the weekend. Did the name intentionally shift a little bit or was that, um, cause no, I, didn't, I didn't know at the beginning. Okay. If you listen to the, I always tell people to listen from, I, from I have like five different names written down. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's well, that's what it was. It's like, so I was, <laughs> God dang, that show sucked at the beginning. So if you, if you start from the beginning, I don't ever tell people to start at the beginning. I tell them to start at the, at the newer episodes and work their way back. Um, back then I only, I was, I was my, I had a girlfriend at that time and she named it, let me drink about it. But then I don't remember what it was. And I'd be like drunk half the time when I was actually like starting off the shows. And so it was like, let me drink about that. Let's that drink about, about me. And like, so I, I, don't, I don't even know what it was show. I tried to get, I, I was the only training I had with radio is I used to like to listen to Opie and Anthony. So I'm like, how do we make it like that? And then um, it just was a complete failure off the bat. I mean, it's just that's the growing pains of starting a podcast. Um, and, and it sucks because it's people my, that I know in this industry that are listening to it. They're like, wow, man, that's a great show. And I listen back to it. And I'm like, this is fucking terrible, man. And so, so yeah, it's Let Me Drink About It. Um, it's uh, If you're looking for it on, po- on a podcast, it's a nice green logo. Um, yeah, I always start from the, the newer ones because I have a great partner now and the show's more refined. Yeah, it, so. it, it's good stuff. I'll make sure that in the show notes we link everyone to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the dangerous game is we we just started like last month, so or last year. So that that's more refined, and we know what we're doing and all that stuff. So what is that show about? The dangerous game. Um, dangerous game is going to be true crime, bump in the night, spooky stuff. So 
Uh, we are just starting one on uh, a pretty large series on and well-researched one on Al Capone. Um, that might take a few episodes. Uh, we just did chemtrails. Um, we had a psychic on there and she did a reading once. Um, we covered Eileen Warnos, the, the serial killer, um, Adam Walsh, stuff like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like conspiracy theories mixed in with true crime, stuff like that. Um, I am, uh, definitely a skeptic. Most of my team is skeptic as far as like conspiracy theories or flat earth or anything like that did you watch that documentary the beyond the curve dude that was so rad (laughs) at the at the the end first of all the end i'm I'm not going to spoil it for you but there's a there's a great uh uh scientific thing that happened at the end of the show that's yeah okay yeah but the one guy that's like the main dude i can't remember his name is like mark mark Sargent. i think he's such a god he's a prick he's got such a big He's got the biggest head. I'm like, dude, shut up. You do YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> it's glorious. I be, I'm making everyone watch it because it's so funny. Oh, um, God. And then he's like trying to hook up with that other girl. I know. Actually, you're, like, you're like, it's never going to happen, man. You're the dumb, ugly friend. Um, yeah, so uh, we have them, people like that on there, but we're a little bit more objective when we uh, interview them. We want their story to be told, and we don't want to debate them. We just want them to you know, have fun and talk about stuff. So. Um, that's that show for uh, true crimes a really big deal right now. It's a big hype in the podcast world. Um, but that's why we kind of interjected. I, I wanted like a coast to coast type show. If you ever knew what that was, the AM show that, uh, Art Bell used to have back in the day. So we're kind of doing that. So I'm like, Oh, you're a time traveler. <laughs> All right. Tell me about it. You know, that's so. wonderful. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so going back to, to beer, I'm trying to like bring myself back in from like that's, conspiracy. That's okay. <laughs> What do you anything you want? I don't care. What do you drink right now and why? What's your favorite? Um, so I'm enjoying. Fuck, that's a hard question, man. Um, if you're if we're asking what my favorite uh, beer in the world is, I, I would say um, Cantillon is one of my favorites. Uh, they are uh, based out of uh, Belgium. Beer is very hard to find and it's sour. Um, if people don't know anything about sour beer, here we go. So back in the day. Uh, the Belgian monks found out that if they put the uh, during the winter, if they put the barrel of beer up on top of the clock tower, um, that was the best way to warm it to keep it from for, fermenting because heat rises. Uh, but they would also leave the tops open, and so they would get nice and sour and funky and weird because all these weird like bacteria would get in there. Um, instead of thinking it was gross and spilling out, they thought it was pretty refreshing, and so they just kept that style. So it's like a very old beer style. Um, so Cantillon is my favorite. If you're asking me personally what I like to drink. This is going to be a bad one. Um, when I go to bars, I enjoy just like a Pacifico, man. I'll have a nice Mexican lager. Interesting. I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, that's not craft, but uh, that's pretty much what it is. I usually steer towards a lot of IPAs um, nationally. I'm trying to think what would be good. I mean, Stone's a, a flagship, and I'm not only saying that because I work there, but that's a flagship IPA. That's like everyone's – like Pale Ale for – first craft beer for a lot of people is Sierra Nevada. First IPAs for a lot of people was Stone IPA. So um, I'm, I'm – I'm more, I'm diverse about beer. I'm know, not a I big drink. beer drinker, but I like Sam Adams summer ale. Is okay. That, what is that considered? Uh, I believe that's a light lager style. If okay. I, if I remember correctly, <laughs> there are other ones a little bit more darker. It of is. A lager. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, Sam Adams is, they're one of the first, you know, so that was, was out there nationally. Yeah. I love Jim. I love Jim Crick. I got to meet him once. He's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, yeah. I was looking, you've had a ton of guests on your show. It must be like such a, like a fun like vibe. Do you record in a studio or do you go to them or is it a mix? It's kind of hard because um, 
for let me drink about it they the brewers are always at work so like we have to go to their stuff and the sound quality is not that great um uh, so it's, it's, they're usually just wiping sweat off their brow and they're just sitting down and pouring a beer first. Like, all right, let's do this. You're like that sort of thing. So, um, that's the kind of the environment we work with. Uh, if there's any recording geeks out there, I, we use a, uh, a zoom H six, which is a small little recording device that, uh, phantom powers, uh, microphones. So we're not using USBs, we're using legit, you know, Sennheiser mics and all that stuff. So, um, it's, if for you, Wendy, if you ever, Go out and do mobile recording. It's a three hundred dollar machine, but it's pretty good. I so. was looking at that one, yeah, because there's a couple people that I want to bring on, but I have to go to them. Yeah, and, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good way to do it. It's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of an investment with good, because we have four microphones plus the cord plus your cord. You're looking at like seven eight hundred dollars for anybody that wants to start a little startup studio, but it's probably the best quality shit that we can get. So. That's very good to know. And, and sorry, I know. Sorry, sorry if I'm cussing on here. No, no, it's fine. I, I, you know, you said that and I realized that there's been enough language on my show. I should just change the advisory in general so that, <laughs> yeah, so that I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to give a disclaimer every episode now. <laughs> um, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should or that you'd like to talk about? Um, I don't know. I think we're kind of good. I mean. Yeah, that's about it. Go out and be adventurous when it comes to beer. Um, like I said, don't worry about these guys. If they're, if they're assholes, then they're assholes, man. So there's some people that are still kind of snooty about stuff when they help out, but then that's not that's not the general vibe of craft beer people. They want you to come out and explore. So don't be afraid to go down to, you know, XYZ local, whatever, just open up next to you. So Good stuff. Jacob, thank you for visiting the Spark Effect. Awesome, Wendy. Thank I, you. I hope to have you on again. Awesome. Another big thank you to Jacob for visiting the Spark Effect. I had such a good time chatting with you. I will provide links for all of you guys to follow Jacob and to listen to his awesome shows. A big thank you to the Spark Effect crew. You guys keep this show running. This show is always free. If it's worth a couple dollars to you, head on over to our Patreon page and join the Spark Effect crew. They get bonus content, they get my forever thanks, and you get a shout out on the show. I apologize again for the sound quality on this one. It will get better. Um, every episode, we're learning things. And uh, and I, I read every message and every comment that you guys send. I appreciate the support and the love so much. I hope everybody's happy and healthy and well and having an awesome week. I'll see you next week.